right? Every single person in this room, I don't care how great you think you are, you are difficult, right? So change it, right? And we could pray and go home, and that would be the end, but it's not, all right? So we're starting a journey today to take an in-depth look at our relationships, uh, mainly the next couple weeks, kind of those difficult relationships, uh, some of the hard relationships, and some of the relationships that even borderline on toxic, okay? And as we journey through this conversation, um, one of the things that, that I want to say is um, to make sure that not only, because the temptation, when we talk about this stuff, and it's going to happen today, it's already happened, people have been telling me this, is when we talk about the stuff we talk about is to look at other people and to be like, oh, I know that, I know that person, and not look at yourself. Toxic friendship, those exist, I see them all the time. Maybe it's a sibling relationship where you have this relationship with your sibling. Every single person in this room, I don't care how great you think you are, you are difficult, right? So change it right? And we could pray and go home and that would be the end, but it's not, all right? So we're starting a journey today to take an in-depth look at our relationships, uh, mainly the next couple weeks, kind of those difficult relationships, uh, some of the hard relationships, and some of the relationships that even borderline on toxic, okay? And as we journey through this conversation, um, one of the things that, that I want to say is um, to make sure that not only, because the temptation, when we talk about this stuff, and it's going to happen today, it's already happened, people have been telling me this, is when we talk about the stuff we talk about is to look at other people and to be like, oh, I know that, I know that person, and not look at yourself. Toxic friendship, those exist, I see them all the time. Maybe it's a sibling relationship where you have this relationship with your sibling. For a lot of us, it's a coworker. When we think about some of these things we're going to talk about today, we think about coworkers that we have. For some of us, maybe it's a parent, and the unfortunate news is that for some of us, maybe it's even a child that we think of, a kid that we have, a relationship that we have with them. So the past couple weeks, I've been digging into articles. I cannot tell you how many articles are on my Insta paper right now that I've read. If you don't know what Insta paper is, it's a great time. We come into conflict with people, and one of the things that happens is we start to realize they're projecting what other people have done to them onto us. And we're just sitting there, and now all of a sudden, we're getting beat with these things because of stuff that happened. Now, part of that, and it's part of the human experience, it, a lot of that is people have things that they haven't processed or dealt with in a healthy way. They haven't received counseling or therapy for these things, which we all need counseling and therapy, whether you realize it or not, to help get us through things because life can be hard. I'm reading this book right now called The Thing Behind the Thing, and essentially the, the point of it is this. There's always a thing behind the thing. There's always something else going on that leads this person to act like this. One of the things I tell people when I do the premarital counseling or even post-counseling after they're married is this. Um, there really is no such thing as marriage problems. Marriage problems is which side of the bed do we sleep on and who controls the thermostat, right? Those are marriage problems. Most of the things that most people encounter in their marriage that becomes a problem are things from their childhood, their upbringing, previous relationships that they brought into the marriage. And because those things weren't dealt with before they came into the marriage, all of a sudden you wake up one day and there's all of this stuff that was never resolved that's now in it, okay? The other sign that you might be in a toxic, and we're gonna talk more about this later, so we're not gonna spend a lot of time, um, is emotional manipulation. You ever have somebody that it feels like they're playing games with your emotions, right? This is a very common sign of people that are toxic. They, they, they enjoy this, okay? The next one is this. They tend to incite drama, right? You ever met somebody that just drama seems to follow them? And you know what they always tell you, right? I don't like drama. <laughs> seems like you do, right? Because what happens is as soon as one problem gets resolved, guess what pops up? Another problem. 
Now, I'm not going to say we're not going to have drama because people are difficult, but there seems to be patterns in certain people where there always seems to be something going on, all right? And so this is a sign of someone that could be toxic. The next one is they often have their relationships are one-sided, right? They're one-sided. In fact, sometimes what you'll find is that you often, not only is it that you're not giving more than you're receiving, sometimes they're not giving you anything at all, right? And so in healthy relationships, there needs to be give and take. It's this idea of two people working these things out together. And so many times, this relationship is one-sided. The next one is, sometimes in toxic relationships, these people make you constantly feel bad about yourself, right? You ever had somebody that, like, there's something about them that you just always feel down. You always feel bad about who you are when you're around that person. And sometimes it's not even the words they say. They say it's the way they make you feel. It's the way they make you do things. It's the way you feel unappreciated around them. This is another sign, very common sign. The uh, next one is this. Um, they deplete you. And we're going to talk more about this in a minute. But sometimes toxic people are people that when you're around them, okay, and this is true. Um, you ever have people in your life that when you're around them, they fill you up? and you end, and you feel good when you leave them, and then you have other people that you're just like, oh no, right? And you're around, those exist, I see them all the time. Maybe it's a sibling relationship, where you have this relationship with your sibling. For a lot of us, it's a coworker. When we think about some of these things we're going to talk about today, we think about coworkers that we have. For some of us, maybe it's a parent, and the unfortunate news is that for some of us, maybe it's even a child that we think of, a kid that we have, a relationship that we have with them. So the past couple weeks, I've been digging into articles. I cannot tell you how many articles are on my Instapaper right now that I've read. If you don't know what Instapaper is, it's a great Sometimes we come into conflict with people, and one of the things that happens is we start to realize they're projecting what other people have done to them onto us, and we're just sitting there, and now all of a sudden, we're getting beat with these things because of stuff that happened. Now, part of that, and it's part of the human experience, it, a lot of that is people have things that they haven't processed or dealt with in a healthy way. They haven't received counseling or therapy for these things, which we all need counseling and therapy, whether you realize it or not, to help get us through things, because life can be hard. I'm reading this book right now called The Thing Behind the Thing, and essentially, the, the point of it is this, there's always a thing behind the thing. There's always something else going on that leads this person to act like this. One of the things I tell people when I do the premarital counseling or even post-counseling after they're married is this. Um, there really is no such thing as marriage problems. Marriage problems is which side of the bed do we sleep on and who controls the thermostat, right? Those are marriage problems. Most of the things that most people encounter in their marriage that becomes a problem are things from their childhood, their upbringing, previous relationships that they brought into the marriage, And because those things weren't dealt with before they came into the marriage, all of a sudden you wake up one day and there's all of this stuff that was never resolved that's now in it, okay? The other sign that you might be in a toxic, and we're going to talk more about this later, so we're not going to spend a lot of time, um, is emotional manipulation. You ever have somebody that it feels like they're playing games with your emotions, right? This is a very common sign of people that are toxic. They, they, They enjoy this, okay? The next one is this. They tend to incite drama right? You ever met somebody that just drama seems to follow them? And you know what they always tell you, right? I don't like drama. (laughs) Seems like you do, right? Because what happens is as soon as one problem gets resolved, guess what pops up? Another problem. Now, I'm not going to say we're not going to have drama because people are difficult, but there seems to be patterns in certain people where there always seems to be something going on. 
all right? And so this is a sign of someone that could be toxic. The next one is they often have their relationships are one-sided, right? They're one-sided. In fact, sometimes what you'll find is that you often, not only is it that you're not giving more than you're receiving, sometimes they're not giving you anything at all, right? And so in healthy relationships, there needs to be give and take. It's this idea of two people working these things out together. And so many times, this relationship is one-sided. The next one is, sometimes in toxic relationships, these people make you constantly feel bad about yourself, right? You ever had somebody that, like, there's something about them that you just always feel down, you always feel bad about who you are when you're around that person? And sometimes it's not even the words they say, they say, it's the way they make you feel, it's the way they make you do things, it's the way you feel unappreciated around them. This is another sign, very common sign. The uh, next one is this, um, they deplete you. And we're going to talk more about this in a minute, but sometimes toxic people are people that when you're around them, okay, and this is true, um, you ever have people in your life that when you're around them, they fill you up and you end and you feel good when you leave them? And then you have other people that you're just like, oh no, right? And you're around them and all of a sudden the tank just gets empty, right? And what happens sometimes is when we engage with those people long enough, here's what happens, is our tank is constantly empty and then there's people in our life that could fill us back up, but we got nothing left to give, Okay, the other one is they constantly make you doubt your feelings. Inconsistency is one of the main things of toxic relationships. And so what happens is if you get around somebody and you have a feeling that something is not right, you need to trust your gut sometimes rather than trust the words they say or what they try to convince you of, okay? And then the last one is they make you feel unsafe. Safety comes from trusting, trusting that someone won't intentionally hurt us, and sometimes toxic people, that's what they want to do, trusting that someone has our best interests at heart, trusting that someone is being genuine and sincere. Trust involves integrity, accountability, confidentiality, vulnerability, and reliability, and many times people that are toxic cannot engage in any of those qualities. Okay, and so we need to make sure that we are aware of those things. In 2012, Forbes magazine they took part of their issue and they dedicated it to this idea. And they partnered with Psychology Today and Hayes Sigmund and different top psychologists and organizations. And they did some research. And what they did was they had a little bit of fun with it. They said, okay, so we have all these people in our life that we have to identify. And these are some of the patterns, what we just listed. But what will we actually call these people out for? And so what they did is they took, and they took 10 different people that we need to look out for, and they named them, and we're going to kind of go through these real quick, 10 different people. Now, some of these we're going to come back and talk about in the next couple of weeks, okay? And so they named these 10 people that we have to be aware of, or, let's be honest, we need to look out for in ourselves, all right? And number one is one of the most popular ones that we're going to spend some more time talking about in a few weeks, and that is the gossip, right? You know anybody in your life that's a gossip? Are you a gossip? Okay, Eleanor wrote into conflict with people, and one of the things that happens is we start to realize they're projecting what other people have done to them onto us, and we're just sitting there, and now all of a sudden we're getting beat with these things because of stuff that happened. Now, part of that, and it's part of the human experience, it, a lot of that is people have things that they haven't processed or dealt with in a healthy way. They haven't received counseling or therapy for these things, which we all need counseling and therapy, whether you realize it or not, to help get us through things, because life can be hard. I'm reading this book right now called The Thing Behind the Thing, and essentially the, the point of it is this, there's always a thing behind the thing. There's always something else going on that leads this person to act like this. One of the things I tell people when I do the premarital counseling or even post-counseling after they're married is this. Um, there really is no such thing as marriage problems. 
Marriage problems is which side of the bed do we sleep on and who controls the thermostat, right? Those are marriage problems. Most of the things that most people encounter in their marriage that becomes a problem are things from their childhood, their upbringing, previous relationships that they brought into the marriage. And because those things weren't dealt with before they came into the marriage, all of a sudden you wake up one day and there's all of this stuff that was never resolved that's now in it. Okay. The other sign that you might be in a toxic, and we're going to talk more about this later, so we're not going to spend a lot of time, um, is emotional manipulation. You ever have somebody that it feels like they're playing games with your emotions, right? This is a very common sign of people that are toxic. They, they, they enjoy this, okay? The next one is this. They tend to incite drama, right? You ever met somebody that just drama seems to follow them? And you know what they always tell you, right? I don't like drama, Seems like you do, right? Because what happens is as soon as one problem gets resolved, guess what pops up? Another problem. Now, I'm not going to say we're not going to have drama because people are difficult, but there seems to be patterns in certain people where there always seems to be something going on, all right? And so this is a sign of someone that could be toxic. The next one is they often have their relationships are one-sided, right? They're one-sided, in fact, sometimes what you'll find is that you often, not only is it that you're not giving more than you're receiving, sometimes they're not giving you anything at all, right? And so in healthy relationships, there needs to be give and take. It's this idea of two people working these things out together. And so many times, this relationship is one-sided. The next one is, sometimes in toxic relationships, these people make you constantly feel bad about yourself, right? You ever had somebody that, like, There's something about them that you just always feel down. You always feel bad about who you are when you're around that person. And sometimes it's not even the words they say. It's the way they make you feel. It's the way they make you do things. It's the way you feel unappreciated around them. This is another sign, very common sign. The uh, next one is this. Um, They deplete you. And we're going to talk more about this in a minute. But sometimes toxic people are people that when you're around them, okay, and this is true. um, You ever have people in your life that when you're around them, they fill you up? And you end and you feel good when you leave them. And then you have other people that you're just like, oh no, right? And you're around them and all of a sudden the tank just gets empty, right? And what happens sometimes is when we engage with those people long enough, here's what happens, is our tank is constantly empty. And then there's people in our life that could fill us back up, but we got nothing left to give, okay? The other one is they constantly make you doubt your feelings. Inconsistency is one of the main things of toxic relationships, And so what happens is if you get around somebody and you have a feeling that something is not right, you need to trust your gut sometimes rather than trust the words they say or what they try to convince you of, okay? And then the last one is they make you feel unsafe. Safety comes from trusting, trusting that someone won't intentionally hurt us. And sometimes toxic people, that's what they want to do. Trusting that someone has our best interests at heart. Trusting that someone is being genuine and sincere. Trust involves integrity, accountability, confidentiality, vulnerability, and reliability. And many times, people that are toxic cannot engage in any of those qualities. Okay, and so we need to make sure that we are aware of those things. In 2012, Forbes magazine They took part of their issue and they dedicated it to this idea. And they partnered with Psychology Today and Hayes Sigmund and different top psychologists and organizations. And they did some research. And what they did was they had a little bit of fun with it. They said, okay, so we have all these people in our life that we have to identify. And these are some of the patterns, what we just listed. But what will we actually call these people out for? 
And so what they did is they took, and they took 10 different people that we need to look out for, and they named them, and we're going to kind of go through these real quick, 10 different people. Now, some of these we're going to come back and talk about in the next couple of weeks, okay? And so they named these 10 people that we have to be aware of, or, let's be honest, we need to look out for in ourselves, all right? And number one is one of the most popular ones that we're going to spend some more time talking about in a few weeks, and that is the gossip, right? You know anybody in your life that's a gossip? Are you a gossip? Okay, Eleanor Roosevelt, if you've never studied some of the stuff Eleanor Roosevelt said, she's brilliant. And she said this, great minds discuss ideas, average ones discuss events, and small minds only discuss other people, okay? And so here's the thing, if you live in this kind of world where all you're doing is just talking bad about people, well, according to Eleanor Roosevelt, you might have a small mind, okay? Gossipers derive pleasure from other people's misfortune. You ever been around people that all they want to do is talk about other people's misfortunes? All they ever want to do is talk about other people, right? They never want to talk about themselves. They want to talk about the other things that other people are doing and what they're wearing and what they're saying and what they're doing. This is a gossip. Now, let me give you a sneak peek into where we're going in a few weeks because we're going we're to address this because here's what I, I know. Nothing destroys friendships, relationships, and churches more than gossip. And here's what you need to know. This is true 100% of the time. If they are talking about someone else to you, they are definitely talking about you to someone else, just so you know. So you might think y'all got this thing going on where we just talk about these people because it's fun. 100% of the time, they're doing that with somebody else about you. The next one is this, the temperamental. Temperamental. Temperamental is the person you never know where you stand with this person or which version of them you're going to get. You know people like that? Like, like, you just never know. And listen, I get it. Things happen. Emotions take over sometimes. I mean, even this week, there was a situation I had to deal with, and I was just in a bad mood one day, right? It happens. But when it's people that this happens over and over and over again, and you never feel like you have a proper footing in the relationship because you never know where you actually stand with them, you need to watch out for that. The next one is going to be tough for some people. The next one they identified as the victim. Victims are tough to identify because usually you empathize with most of their problems, okay? The problem is that you start to realize over time there's always a problem. They're always the victim. The other thing that victims often do sometimes is they push away personal responsibility, and what they do is they make every speed bump into a mountain that can't be crossed. You ever met anybody like that? They're like having all these issues and you're like, well, what's going on? And they'll tell you and you'll be like, okay, right? Like we can get through this. But to them, it becomes this uncrossable mountain. There's this old proverb that says, pain is inevitable, but suffering is often optional, right? And people that are the victims, they cannot see through that. They choose to suffer every single time. That is not to say that people are not victims of things. That's not to say that bad things don't hurt people and happen to your friends, then you shouldn't be there. But when you have someone that's always the victim, you need to identify that. The next one, number four, is the self-absorbed. There's no reason to talk about this one because they're not going to pay attention anyway, right? I mean, there's just, they don't care. They're not listening, right? Some of you already are just dismissing things because you're so self-absorbed, you don't listen. Do you have somebody in your life that you tell them the same thing over and over again, and every time you tell them, it's like, it's like the first time you told them because they're not listening, right? They're not paying attention. They're not recalling things. Okay, it's because they're self-absorbed. Self-absorbed people make you feel, listen, invisible sometimes, okay? 
And, and so you have to make sure that you identify these people in your life, all right? They don't care if there's a real connection or not. And so you need to pay attention to that. The next one is the envious. And we're gonna talk about this one more in a, a few weeks. But the envious or the jealous person is the person, the grass is always greener somewhere else. And the reason you need to be careful of the envious is they'll pull you into that. They'll suck you into that. But the other thing you have to watch about about the envious person, the jealous person is this. The grass is always greener, okay, to the other side. Your relationship's always good till they find a better one. And then they move on and they leave you. So you need to be careful around these type of people. The next one is the manipulator. Manipulators, as we said earlier, are people that suck time and energy out of your friendships and out of your life. Um, people that are manipulators are people that often, they, they, they treat you like a friend. They know what you like, what makes you happy, what you think is funny. Um, but the only reason that they're doing this is because they want something. And they want something out of you. And they want to manipulate you, manipulate the situation, manipulate your emotions. Sometimes it, it, it's, it's ominous, sometimes it's not. But you need to be careful of people in your life that you would describe as someone that manipulates or, this is the big one, you need to identify yourself if you're someone that tries to manipulate people and friendships, all right? The next one is the Dementor. I'm going to pull this one out because of it's Halloween, so let's have some fun with it. So J.K. Rawlings in her famous books and movies, Harry Potter, there are characters called the Dementors. Dementors are evil creatures that suck people's souls out of their bodies, leaving them merely as shells of humans. Whenever a Dementor enters the room, if you've ever seen the movies, it gets, it gets dark, people get cold, and they begin to recall their worst memories. In an interview about the Dementors, J.K. Rowling said this, she developed the concept of Dementors based on the highly negative people around her, the kind of people who have the ability to walk into a room and instantly suck the life out of it. She goes on to say, Dementors suck the life out of the room by imposing their negativity and pessimism upon every single person they encounter. Do you know a Dementor? Because I know several, all right? In 2013, Notre Dame did a study after they found several students were struggling at college life and, and things. And one of the study things they found in this study was that they found students who assigned to roommates who often were struggling with depression or negative thoughts themselves were 20 times more likely to develop negative thinking and depression themselves just by being around those people. Okay, and so we have to understand negativity, it spreads. All right, number eight is one of the hard ones to talk about, and we're going to talk about it again in a few weeks, but it's just the twisted. Um, you have to realize there are just certain toxic people who just have bad intentions. All of the people we've mentioned before, they may not even realize that they're trying to hurt people. This is the person that drives deep satisfaction from the pain and misery of others. This is someone that intentionally tries to hurt people. They enjoy it. They get something out of it. And you have to make sure that you identify these people maybe more than anybody else in your life. The next one is judgmental. We're going to talk about this one some more too. Judgmental people are quick to tell you exactly what they think about everybody and everyone. And, and, and here's the thing. Just like gossip, um, you got to know this. If they're judging others with you, they're judging you with others. It's just the way it works. It's the nature of the beast. So we have to identify these people in our life. The next one um, is, is one. It's called the straitjacket. Um, this is the one that I, I, I'll be honest, I struggle with this sometimes. The straitjacket is someone who wants to control everything and everyone around them, right? I, I, listen, they want to be in charge of what you do, what you say, and even what you think. This is the person that if you give them long enough, they're going to convince you of anything that they think that they, you need to know. But here's the, here's the flip side of that. I hope I don't struggle with this part. Um, these people freak out when you disagree with them, right? 
And this is the person that in a relationship will constantly nag and bother you until you comply, right? This is the person, and you have, listen, these, these, sometimes these people are the most dangerous because they will go after your emotional and mental freedom. These are the people that will cross the boundary in a heartbeat because they wanna control you and what you do. So why are we talking about any of this? Why are we talking about this for the next four weeks? It's often been said that you're the product of the five people you spend the most time with. So think about the five people that you spend the most time with, okay? Think about the influence that those people have over you. Think about the influence that you have over them. And if one of those people is toxic, think about the influence that they will have over you and the way you think about yourself and relationships and other people. The other thing is this. We we say this a lot around here. Um, Your friends determine the direction and quality of your life. You may not know that, but it's true. Your relationships determine the direction and quality of your life. And here's the thing. You know this, especially if you're a parent, right? Because if you're a parent, all right, and you see that kid come around your kid, right? You will gossip and judge that kid so hard and so fast, right? You will talk so bad about that kid, right? I have never been so mad at an 11-year-old than an 11-year-old recently that talked bad about my daughter, right? I mean, I was ready to fight that girl, right? You know, I'm just kidding. I wasn't. But like you, you, you think about that. You know this is true. And so you are so protective, you should be, of your kids and who they get to allow, are allowed to invest in them. And here's the thing. If that's true of them, why would you not do that for yourself? Why would you not be protective of who you allow to invest in you, who you allow to have influence over you? Okay, one of the things that I read a long time ago that really stuck out to me was this article, and it said most people develop friendships with people who have common interests. Common interests only get you so far. If you want to be successful and happy, you have to find people who share common values, people who actually want the best for you and want the best for your future, and you can say the same of them. Okay, and so why are we talking about this? Because this is so important. Your friendships, your relationships, they have impacts on you that you don't even realize. And we want to help you live a better life. A long time ago, thousands of years before we had Psychology Today and Hey Sigmund and all these articles and all these books that I read, um, the Bible addresses this. In fact, in the book of Proverbs, and if you've never read the book of Proverbs, you should, especially if you don't like to read a lot. It's little short little things. Um, but in the book of Proverbs, um, the, the writer tells us a lot of stuff. And, and here's what he says. Thousands of years ago about some of the same people that we talked about today and that we're going to talk about and some of the same people that we have become internally. He says this, don't follow the ways of the wicked. Don't do what evil people do. Pretty straightforward. Avoid their ways and don't follow them. Stay away from them and keep on going. Because they cannot sleep until they do evil. They cannot rest until they harm someone. You ever met somebody, let's go back. You ever met somebody that it just seems like they're not going to be happy till they destroy something or someone or they hurt somebody or there's a pattern of that? They feast on wickedness and cruelty as if they were eating bread and wine. And then he's going to flip. The way of a good person is like light of the dawn, growing brighter and brighter until full daylight. But the wicked walk around in the dark, 
You ever met somebody and, and they'll say something or do something to you and, and they'll be like, well, I don't know where that came from. Jesus tells us later, I know where it came from. It came from your heart. And what people do is they try to trick you into believe that they're really not like that when they really are. And so they walk around in the shadows. They, they suppress things long enough. They can't even see what makes them stumble. My child, pay t- close attention to my words. Listen closely to what I say. So here's, here's the alternative. Don't ever forget my words. Keep them in your mind. They're like a key to the life for those who find them, and they bring health to the whole body. Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. And the thoughts that you allow other people to put into your head run your life. Don't use your mouth to tell lies and don't ever say things that are not true. Your mouth, and we're going to talk about this weeks, your mouth, James tells us, the brother of Jesus, who knew Jesus pretty well, I would imagine, um, says that your mouth is the most dangerous thing. It is so dangerous. Keep your eyes focused on what is right. And look straight ahead to what is good. Be careful what you do and always do what is right. Don't turn off the road of goodness. Keep away from evil paths. And then he comes back and he says this in Proverbs 13. He says this. Become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. And here's why that's important. Because I don't want that for me. And I don't want that for you. So we're going to take a few weeks and we're going to dive into this idea. And here's what I said at the beginning. Don't just think of others. Look into your own heart. Identify in yourself some of these patterns and ideas and behaviors. And maybe it's because I'm getting older or maybe it's because of my kids and I want them to have a better future and a better life and better relationships than I have. Or maybe it's because I'm starting to realize more and more the frailty of life. But, but here's what I know. Jesus tells us that he came to give us life and life to the full. It's a promise he gives us. So let's just make sure we're doing our best to help ourselves live that life. Let's pray.